Desmond Decker, you can get it if you really want it. That's what you want, isn't it, Steve? No. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I do like that. Yeah, you were were bopping a bit to that one, weren't you? You you like a bit of Desmond Decker. That was a bit my era. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Well, it's a holiday. It's Dragon Boat uh, holiday. In fact, um, there are no Dragon Boats, but um, what else is going on today? Is it going to be a hot... I could lower the mood single-handedly if if asked. I think you could do a great job at it, yes. Well, let let me give it a go, because, I mean, here we are still. I believe we're um, towards the end of June. And, you know, this, this, this at breakneck speed, even by the standards of Chinese legislation, at breakneck speed, they're shoveling through this national security law. And, I mean, everything you hear, everything you hear about it is, is really, really alarming. But, I mean, let, let, let's just go first to what is alarming, but on the other hand is so farcical, it's actually funny, and it would be funny if the consequences weren't serious. So they've had these consultation meetings in Shenzhen. Oh, yes. With, with, with all the lapdogs um, panting up there to, hmm. to, to be asked their opinion. Twelve of them, apparently. Twelve of these meetings, right? Twelve of these meetings, 120 people, so I'm hmm. told. I read it in the, hmm. in, in the, in the newspapers, so it must be true. Hmm. And... Um, and and they've asked all these people what their opinion. They've said, what is your opinion? And they wait for them all to say, whatever your opinion is. Uh, yes, I agree. And then they say, good, right. Um, you can go home now. I mean, it is staggering what has been going on, even by their own admission. They say that these consultations have been taking place without the people being consulted, being told what's in the law. Mm. They've actually, they all admit this. Carrie Lamb, whoever she is, the chief executive in name only, is not even in name only now. She's, she's the chief executive in total ignorance. She says, you must fully support this law. And Mrs. Lamb, what is it in the law you fully support? And she will boldly say, well, when I have the details, I'll fully support them. Uh, you know, this is where we are. So apparently the purpose of these meetings was so that the various apparatniks could go back to their bosses in Beijing and say, we have collected Hong Kong opinion. There is wall-to-wall support for this. Mm. You know, it's like asking a bunch of, I'll, I'll name a team at random, Liverpool United supporters, whether they think it's a good idea that Liverpool United should be top of the league. You know what the answer would be? So you ask all the people for and whom they will, you, and they probably will be tonight. And they'll, so. they'll all say Everton. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> even even I understand the problem with that. It seems to me it's a bit like the Emperor's New Clothes. It it is very Emperor's New Clothes ish, mm-hmm. because I mean you know no one in who who who's fully committed to eating Peking duck at all times of day. Nobody in the Peking duck circle will admit. That, that they they that they will actually support anything now anything i mean it literally is anything because they don't know what they're supporting they just say well i'm sure the benevolent chinese communist party will look after us so huh, why should i be the one to question it and by the way give me the money oh and by the way give me the money oh and if you were thinking about it give me the money so you know this is where we are we have these people who shamelessly will go round saying they support what they don't even know what it is. They've reduced themselves to such mere ciphers of Beijing that that, that it seems to me that if um, 
you know, if somebody came down and said, well, part of the national security law is we will be killing all the firstborn. They've got firstborn, firstborn, very good idea. Yes, 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 we should certainly look into that. That seems like sensible proposal. But the more you hear about how they're going about this is staggering. So one day you get, and, and we'll, we'll pick a week at random for this example this week, you, you get the CNO standing in a press conference saying, oh, we certainly... Oh, we certainly couldn't do this business of... I don't know why the newspapers are hammering on about banning foreign uh, judges with foreign passports from adjudicating in these national security cases. And she's slapped down, slapped down, two days later by, by um, oh, yes. Chan Yung yeah. from the um, National People's Congress, who doesn't even dress it up, just says... Mm -hmm. oh, of course we're going to ban foreign judges. Have you ever heard such a stupid thing as having foreign judges judging these cases? I mean, this is where we are. Hmm. Where we, does that we, leave we, her? Well, where she was to begin with, um, and where the word irrelevance is ceasing to have any meaningful meaning, because there's somewhere, there's a lower below irrelevance. Where does it leave all the, all the Peking Duck eaters who were saying confidently last week, oh, well, you know, in the Hong Kong system, you, you, you can't make the law retrospective. I mean, incidentally, think of the horror of that. Once you start introducing, well, you did this three years ago, which, of course, they do in the <coughs> mainland. Mm. This is entirely what they do in the mainland. Does it happen anywhere else in the world, that retrospective thing? Has that ever happened anywhere else in, in the world? In every dictatorship you've ever heard of, it happens. In every dictatorship you've ever heard of, it's the common practice. So, you know, they were all going, oh, well, you know, <laughs> because the Communist Party is so benevolent, they wouldn't impose that on Hong Kong. And all these officials are going, you know what? Yes, we will. Oh, yes, we will. Special courts? Hey, What's wrong with that? There's a very interesting interview that Tam Yu Chung, Hong Kong's only member of the National Standing Committee, gave to the well-known outspoken Wen Wei Bo yesterday, not yesterday, two days ago, in which he was asked, um, so when China says only in special circumstances will people be carted off the border mm. and roughed up, they didn't use that word, uh, put in under the direct jurisdiction of um, Chinese courts. You're, you're a member of the Standing Committee of the National People's Congress, so presumably you know more about the law than most people in Hong Kong. What does that mean? And his answer was, get this, oh, goodness me, oh, if you had to specify all the special circumstances, oh, there'd be so much writing involved. Apparently that was the word he used. So much writing, but we couldn't possibly do that. So, Mr. Tam, you're telling the people of Hong Kong not to worry because special circumstances, i.e. the very thing that produced these mass protests from June of last year against the extradition law, which is now being written into this law, these special circumstances, you can't tell us, and even more importantly, it won't even be in the law. It will be an arbitrary decision. So, you know, if you are some um, person who uh, has, I don't know, I mean, what, what you never know with, with, with the charge of subversion, because it's, it's used against, it's used so liberally on the mainland, you never know who it will be applied against. But, you know, any one of those charges can suddenly become a special circumstance requiring that person to be shipped off across the border 
into the hands of the Chinese secret police, routinely beaten up because that is how they work, routinely tortured because that is how they work, routinely convicted because that is how they work. These are not fantasy island predictions of what will happen. This is a well-based experience of how things will happen in 70 years of rule um, by the Chinese Communist Party on the mainland. So, you know, there's a lot we do know, and all of what we do know is very, 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 very worrying. Mm. Mm. I mean, is this the, uh, not to state the bleeding obvious here, but <clears throat> is this the cosmic divide between, you know, our common law system where we're everything we know what happens kind of thing, whereas this mainland system is such a grey area. Everything is well, just a heading and then underneath you, Exactly. This is the point. Uh, um, it's not just because it's the common law. It's because we have independence or we had independence of the judiciary. I mean, you know, you have the common law in the United States, but that doesn't provide United States legislation from being... Sorry, you don't have common law in the United mm. States, I've misspoken. You don't have common law in the United States, but you, you, you do have law emanating from its constitution. Mm. But the laws themselves are very specific, and the crucial point is their interpretation is subject to an independent judiciary now. I'm sure some bright spark, stay in your box, some bright spark may well be popping up, going, oh, well, yes, you look at the Supreme Court, that's a politically appointed body. Yes, yeah. it is, and that is deeply problematic. But the fact of the matter is that once appointed, those judges are judges for life, and they are immune from the sort of pressure which you find in systems where political appointments of judges are made. And you saw... For example, just two weeks ago, that although under the Trump administration they've stacked the decks with people who are likely to support um, Trump and the Republican Party, two judges who, who, who form part of that politically appointed right-wing um, part of the bench broke ranks. Yeah, they, that was surprising, wasn't it? One was on the matter of LBGT mm. legislation mm. and the other one was on a matter which I have just forgotten, but there were two instances um, where it was shown that even when you stack the bench, as they can do in the United States Supreme Court, judges will still <coughs> see it as their primary responsibility to uphold the law, at least you hope they would. Mm. So, here is the problem. Now you have Carrie Lamb saying, and this is almost unbelievably misleading, but she says, oh, no, 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 I've been given the power to appoint judges, so that means the people who are prosecuting a case also get to appoint the judge. She says, oh, no, 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 I won't be doing that. I'll just be devising the list of acceptable judges. And then once you've got a list of tame judges who'll do what you, you want, it doesn't really matter who you appoint, you know. Judge, judge A or Judge B, who's on the safe list, will do what they're told. And remember, just in case anybody has forgotten how the judiciary is viewed in the um, Chinese communist system, you, 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 you look at the, the landmark speech that Xi Jinping made in 2014, where he said that the judiciary is part of the government. It is unthinkable that we should have in the People's Republic of China, an independent judiciary. That is not part of our system and never will be. Mm. Look it up. It's all there in black and white. Mm. So this is their concept of how the judiciary is supposed to behave. And we all said in Hong Kong, thank goodness we don't have that here. And we have had a functioning 
um, judiciary, eccentric at times, oh yes, bizarre at times, oh yes, uh, but yet, overall, you look at its record and it's been pretty damn good. This is now being thrown to the wind. No wonder Hong Kong's first um, chief executive, uh, sorry, first, um, uh, what's the, the senior judge called? Um, um, the, the, the head of the High Court, um, Andrew Lee, oh, yes. um, said um, this hmm. week that the thing that worries him most about this law, remember he was the first one of the to be appointed in the SAR, he said the thing that most worries him about the law, I mean, cast aside other worries, is this problem with um, selection by political figures of the judiciary and the undermining of the absolute bedrock of the concept of independent judiciary when selection of judges is not made from within the judiciary itself and this is what's going to happen and this is airily mm. brushed aside by one of the the peaking duck eaters or two of the peaking duck eaters well you know this is unnecessarily alarmist <coughs> our judges have always been independent yes yes they have in the existing system but they're destroying the existing system you know, the system is what matters. It's not the individuals that matter. So do we, do we think that this could be, in fact, the beginning of the change of the entire ju well, judiciary who system? Who knows? Because you don't know how the law is going to be used. I mean, if subversion of state power um, is going to be used with the sort of liberal hand it is used on the mainland, all these people who say, oh, well, it's only going to be a few dissidents that are going to be rounded up and put in jail. Yeah, yeah, they, they shouldn't be so shouty anyway. It doesn't work like that. Mm. It doesn't work like that. Again, I refer you, my learned friend, to what goes on in the, in the mainland. Um, there have been businessmen who have got into conflict with the authorities. Guess what they've been charged with? Oh, that's right. Subversion of state power. So... You know, once the, that cat is out of the bag and roaming freely around the judicial system, it will have no boundaries. This isn't one of those predictions where you need to be mystic Meg, mystic Meg rather, to, to, to see what will happen. It's, it will follow as night follows day. It's, it, it is a body blow to the uh, judicial system beyond all possible bloody blows. So, you know, why are people worried? Because they, because the evidence is there, not because they're they're imagining things. Mm, mm. So you know the fact that Carrie Lam isn't going to indiv individually handpick each judge, well, you know that's that's about as irrelevant as she is anyway. There's word that this might get passed in the next seven days, right? Yes, they're talking about doing it before July the first, i.e., on the thirtieth of June. So <coughs> um, July the first, of course, is the glorious reunification day. I mean, the point is, anything is possible. We were reliably informed by the Chinese mainland media last week that they wouldn't be discussing the uh, this new law at the Standing Committee this week. And there you go. They've been discussing it. So, you know, in this black box, not only do you know not do you not know what's being discussed, you don't know how it's being discussed, you don't know who actually is driving this. You can take some shrewd guesses. And I suppose it doesn't matter which particular individual is driving this, but I, I, I presume it's Han Yun, who's, who's the uh, member of the leadership who's dedicated to, uh, who, who's been designated to be responsible mainly for, for Hong Kong affairs. But anyway, whoever it is, it doesn't really matter. It's the system is at full play. It's going at full pelt. 
I mean, the National People's Congress, which, after all, is only a rubber stamp body, usually does not proceed with lawmaking at this pace. So then you must ask yourself, what is this all about? Hmm. Why is it so urgent that you have to have a law today? Well, is it is it linked to July the first? Is it is it no, linked that it's got it's... to be done by July the first? And you know... <laughs> well, I think July the first has has come up as 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 an idea, but I think the original intention was that they were they were in a complete panic over the forthcoming September LegCo elections, and the law is clearly designed to sabotage those elections. In other words, as soon as it is passed there will be swathes of disqualification of opposition candidates who will be judged by the independent election officers who incidentally are f fully paid up civil servants who've been instructed by the head of the civil service just this week to always pay attention to the interests of the who, country. Who are these people anyway? I mean, they're, 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 they're civil they're servants. But... They're administrative officers, so mm. they just get seconded, seconded to do the, the, this job. I mean, they're, they're mm. ordinary... Uh, working stiffs within in the civil service, but you know it's been very it's been made very very clear to them they are not independent election officials, they're not even members of the so-called independent election commission. No, no, they're fully functioning bureaucrats who 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 do this job. So they're given a list of things that, that that have they have to go through and tick the box, presumably. I, I assume that's how it's going to work. So hmm. I think stand by for mass disqualification of candidates. And goodness knows what else. I mean, what they fear most is that while it is being reliably reported to Beijing by the usual suspects that there is wall-to-wall -wall support for this national security law, what they fear is that if you actually have a genuine free and fair election, people will express their views. And the one thing the Communist Party likes, and remember its slogan is trust the people, the one thing the Communist Party dislikes is trusting the people. They don't want mm. to know what the purpose popular verdict is on the the non-existent lab administration on <coughs> the course of government and everything else they they need to have a law in place and i think this is where the urgency is it would be too crude to conclude it right up to the barrier of the elections but they're pretty close i mean september isn't this far away hmm. so they will they, they they need july and august to put in place the mechanism to rig the election so does that mean that, I mean, you've already said that swathes of, of candidates that have <coughs> previous, previously expressed uh, some kind of uh, affiliation to Hong Kong independence or separation or something like that could be um, excluded. Oh, that's, that's nothing. We ain't seen nothing yet. I mean, the, 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 the people who will be excluded... But who does that leave? I mean, who does that well, leave? Well, that is indeed the question. I mean, you know, um, it was quite interesting. In the district council elections, if you remember, the only person to be disqualified was Joshua Wong mm, mm. on the grounds that he said previously that he was in favour of increased autonomy for Hong Kong. And he actually said to the uh, election officer, no, I've changed my mind on that. I now think that, that, that we need to have autonomy within the one country, two systems, as envisaged by the original plan. And the officer said, um, after the, the new one, because remember the first one was replaced because she wasn't sufficiently quick in dismissing him, but the, the, the one who came in said, oh, well, but I, I, I don't believe it. Just because he says it, it can't be true. Well, you know, mm. I, I know that these people are mind readers. 
I know they have special powers, you know, out there with Superman and Superwoman, but, you know, when you have a system which is not rule-based anymore and is, is a matter of arbitrary judgment, anything goes. Anything goes. They're already saying, and we've heard it from many of these people, if you don't support the national security law, you can't possibly be loyal to the Hong Kong SAR. You can't swear allegiance to the Hong Kong SAR. You know where that road is travelling. It's mm. travelling very far south. It almost just um, pushes the national anthem bill into pale insignificance, yeah, doesn't it? Anthem bill. I mean, I mean what happened to that? You know, in normal times, that in would have been a big times, thing, right? Would have been yes, I know. I mean, this is this is what happens when it, it's rolled out. You know, I mean, this is like this. This just reminds me, and people say, "Oh, I wish you'd stop harping on about this," but this just so reminds me of Europe in the 1930s. So, you know, the Nazis roll into Austria and people go, oh, well, you know, the Austrians, they're sort of German anyway. The Nazis then roll into other countries. They then roll into Poland. They say, well, we've never really heard about Poland. That's not much of a country, is it? So, you know, this is what what they do. They, they, they get to the easy targets. They go on to the more difficult targets. And people want to, to delude themselves in the illusion that, when you thunder through in this fashion, it won't affect hmm. me. It won't affect hmm. you. Well, there are clearly people who will, who will come out of this unscathed. I mean, you know, the, the, the brown nosers, the, the opportunists and all the rest of it, they'll be fine until they're not. But they'll be fine. This is, this is okay for them. But the average Joe in the street needs to worry. They really do. You know, they now want also people to report. You remember this, this insidious thing that caused so much pain and destruction during the Cultural Revolution in China, where the 101 percenters were forever reporting their neighbours. Mm. Oh, I saw Mrs Wong. Mm. I, what she did she looked, do? She mm. looked at the national flag in a way that didn't seem to me to be respectful. Mrs Wong gets called in oh. for questioning, bashed around and given a severe warning. Mrs Wong then gets really angry and she goes to jail. Wow. Mm. I mean, mm. I don't. I I love to think that this apocalyptic view of where we're heading is incorrect, and I do still rely on the fact that the essential difference between Hong Kong and the mainland is that when all this repression was rolled out on the mainland, it was rolled out in a society which had no experience of liberty, no experience of freedom. In Hong Kong. A little different, maybe. Mm. I'd say a lot different. Mm. I really mm. would. Mm. I mean, you know, for for all the many, many faults, people do understand liberty here. So you've got a population that actually have to give it up rather than not discover it. That's an enormous, enormous difference. Mm. How mm. that will pan out, I'm... I, I'm I don't know. If you've got any comments for Steve, um, you can put them on our Facebook page, Morning Brew on RTHK Radio 3 Hong Kong. You can see Steve in the fresh, so to speak. Uh, David, and in colour. Da and in colour, yes. Uh, David says hi from Melbourne uh, in Australia. Oh, he says Andrew Lee, of course, is Chief, Chief Justice. Or, uh, oh, sorry. Chief Justice, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you, David. <laughs> <laughs> and Ulrika says good morning, Hong Kong from Austria. We just talked about Austria, so uh, um, no other comments at the moment. But uh, what else is going on out there? Well, there, there, there are other stuff. I mean, um, just um, why we're talking about um, uh, mainlandy things. Mm. I think a lot of people 
are very alarmed by the way the government is is straining to open the border again with the mainland. They, of course, are following the party line that this new outbreak of the coronavirus is confined to Beijing, which, incidentally, the authorities have now said has been contained. But if you look in the wider world where people can read and write, people are going, really? You think it's only in Beijing? I don't think so. Hmm. I mean, I don't think so myself. So is it so urgent to open the border? I really don't think so. But, of course, for political reasons, it is. So the border has been opened. I mean, this you've got to laugh. The border has been opened to sort of rich businessmen, to certain lawyers and accountants, who apparently they can't catch coronavirus. I had no idea that coronavirus was exclusively a contagion. They have a special gene, those folks. They do. They're so so wonderful. (laughs) But, you know, the great unwashed apparently can catch it like fleas. But but if you're a, you know, an important person or a rich person or a person who does lots of business, let's keep saying the word business because that always sounds good, you can't catch it. You can't be infected by it. You don't need to be bothered by the same restrictions that apply to the hoi polite. Look, the border is going to have to open again. Of course it is. Mm. And, you know, not least because so many people in Hong Kong actually live across the border and work here. There's school kids sure. who have to come across. You know, there, there are a myriad of reasons why mm. the border should be reopened. Mm. But there are a myriad of reasons why Hong Kong should retain its very, very good record Seems to be of moment, preventing the virus. Mm. I mean, mm. you know, we've had something like a thousand odd cases a, a couple more fatalities recently, but you know, but still, Kong, only six people died overall, which is still, I mean, very, no very, death is very good. low. No death it's, is good, but at the same time, that's it's, it's very not. low, mm. and um, that's no thanks to to the Sino and her minions. This is thanks to Hong Kong people mm. who just got on with the job when the government couldn't supply masks. Hong Kong people found the masks mm. when the mm. government was dithering over closing the what border. What happened to those government masks? There were two point oh, seven million been, out, and, dished out, but nobody's wearing them. Carrie Lam is. <laughs> Carrie Lam is. It's, it is funny that. It is that bizarre. I nobody mean, is I, wearing I them. I personally don't want to wear one of those. Mm. Um, mm. But, you know, if you mm. want to wear a brassiere on your face, good luck. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good look. And, um, and you know, I, I think it should be encouraged. <laughs> I'm not against it. <laughs> but that is what they look like. Yeah, where are we with coronavirus then at the moment here? I mean, it, we're in a good well, place, aren't we? Well, we've had this um, influx of... Um, uh, infections from Pakistan mm. after the uh, evacuation from Pakistan. But, you know, the, the local infections, I, to the best of my knowledge, have ceased. Mm. Mm. It does seem to be just imported cases imported, now, doesn't it? Yeah. Imported cases. So, and I think that's due to the self-discipline and the high standards that have been uh, applied by people. I mean, the, the government will, of course, take credit for this and, you know, good luck to them. But, you know, considering that nobody listens to them anyway, it's highly unlikely that they're responsible for this good result. And incidentally, mm. you know, I mean, it is amazing to me that in most countries, people spend a lot of time these days applauding their medical services and saying that, that the medical staff... You know, in Britain, they, every week they come out and clap the National Health Service. In America, it's spread there. They've been doing it in Italy, etc., etc. Mm. Here, when frontline medical workers were pressing the government to close the border, the most obvious source of imported infection, you had people like Regina Ip saying, put them in jail, put them in jail. 
I mean, there is a compare and contrast to be had between these two ways of regarding people who are at the sharp end of doing this job. I, I, I do know some people in that profession, and although the level of infections is, is, is low, there has been a lot of work, and some of those mm. people were probably not now, but in the early stages, were you know working their socks off but thank you for not giving them any credit. I'm, mm. I, I just find this just staggering. How about the rest of the world? I mean, it's, you know, um, the UK and the US have not done so well, obviously. Well, the UK and has done staggeringly poorly. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, it hasn't got the highest level of infections, but I think it has Isn't the that second... a psychological thing, is it? You know, is it is it the way that folks in the UK... Um... Well, and the government. I mean, mm. God, this government, you know. Uh, a friend of mine... Um, wrote me an email the other day she said you know this mob couldn't run a bath let alone run a government you know they 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 just don't get it you know one day there's this decision next day i mean they've only just cottoned on to the fact that it would be a good idea for people to wear masks what we're in june this this virus began in january six months on they finally got it that there is a reason for Hmm. people wearing masks it's not for decoration they finally got it that 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 um they have to have a better form of of sanitizing things that people touch because of course it's not only through through the air that the virus is spread it's spread on on people's hands etc i mean in hong kong i think everybody and their dog knows this hmm. you know I've had more hand sanitizer come my way than than is is healthy in any circumstances. I mean, I'm clearly I'm I'm verging on the danger of having used more alcohol on my hands than down the throat, and that's Whoa. what I call that would be saying something. That's what I call a crucial <laughs> a crucial moment in history. <laughs> that, that is a turning point. It is a turning point. It's not a good one. <laughs> Well, I mean, just sort of to wrap things up, I mean, the, you know, where, where are we with the next stages of coronavirus restrictions being lifted? Because, you know, I suppose, you know, some people have said that that is a political decision now. I mean, it's all a political decision, but but particularly because of well, the, I mean, you know, that, could that, there be a demo on July the 1st? Well, obviously, it's not going to be, but is... Well, they haven't is, yet said that, but I agree with you. I'm very sure. I mean, I think now is this. Every time... Um, the health secretary says it's not political it's not political you know that the actual words include not i.e it is political it's purely political i mean if you can as hong kong has done said you can have any number of people you like at a church service or a synagogue or a mosque or whatever you any religious service which are inside incidentally mm. did you know that churches have rooms they are Who amazing that? That, isn't it? Yeah. gosh i found that out the other day but ocean um, park is open ocean park is open disneyland is open i mean all these mass gathering places are open but apparently if you're out on the streets not in close confinement or even if you are in close confinement but wearing a mask <coughs> and demonstrating against the government then it's a no-no i mean the people from the civil and human rights front who went to see the police this week to talk about the um, getting permission, a notice of non-objection for the July 1st march, Hong Kong's annual peaceful demonstration, I can't stress that too too strongly. Apparently, the police, you know, they, they, they kept saying, well, what are your concerns? You know, what could we do to meet your concerns? And they just went, nah, nah, nah. They've made the decision without, make, without announcing the decision. They weren't even interested in discussing what precautions could be taken to make this a viable proposition. So, you know, 
that they are weaponizing the fight against the virus as a means of, in their view, also preventing a resurgence of protest in Hong Kong. And that discredits the whole attempts. I mean, if you really are concerned about the medical <coughs> and health aspects of this disease, do that. Don't mix it up with politics. But, you know, that ship has sailed. Have we seen the last ever big demo? Good question. Well, we might have seen the last ever peaceful demo because if, if it is going to be the intention to outlaw all demonstrations, that is a recipe for precisely the kind of violence and disruption <coughs> that this bill is supposed to be preventing. We'll see how that works out. It, I mean, many people are saying we may have seen the last of legal, legal protests in Hong Kong. You don't know. On that note. That happy note. On that happy note, uh, have a happy Dragon Boat uh, holiday. We'll see you next uh, next week at uh, the same time. Steve Vine.